0: Bangarang radio, bangarang radio, bangarang radio dot com. In three, two, one. Press play. let's get decadent. I'm going out, I gotta go. I'll bangarang on the radio, so turn it up. I'm telling you, I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. You're listening to Pop Punkin' Pizza on Bangarang Radio.
1: Yo, yo, what is going on, my friends? It is Jacques Lamore here, excited for this bonus episode of Pop Punkin' Pizza. And it's a special, it's a special one today. You're you're definitely gonna like it. Um, before we dive into the show, though, the Green Day tribute band I play in called St. Jimmy in the Chicagoland area. We have some shows coming up, uh, including actually this Saturday, uh, April 27th. We are playing at the District Bar and Grill in Rockford. It's a 21 plus show. So if you're in the Rockford area. Come on out to the show. It's going to be a great time. We're actually doing a longer set than normal. We're doing a two-hour show. So we're going to be playing a lot of Green Day, busting out all the big hits, plus songs you probably don't get to hear too often and maybe some songs you've never heard Green Day play. So that's this Saturday, uh, if you're listening to this, before the 27th. And then May 10th, we are celebrating 25 years of Dookie. It's hard to believe it's been 25 years since that record dropped and that's going to be in Chicago at Joe's bar. So, or at Joe's on Wheat Street. So, if you want to get more info on that show or actually even the show that I mentioned before that, you can find St. Jimmy on Facebook. It's uh, just St. Jimmy uh Green Day tribute and both there's event pages uh, and info and ticket links and all that stuff on our Facebook page and get all the deets on that. So just type in St. Jimmy and you'll find the right page for the Chicagoland area. So moving on from that, um, today's episode, I was really, really excited to talk to um, John Pebsworth from legendary ska band Buck 09 from the 90s. It's a big year for them because after more than 10 years, they decided, you know what? It's time to put out a new record. So I got to talk to John about how Fundamental was made, which is available now everywhere, by the way. This interview actually took place before the release, and I can't remember if. I made mention of that during my chat with John or not. But just to give you a heads up in case you are confused, Fundamental is out everywhere now. And here and there, we're going to take a break from our chat with John Pebsworth or my chat with John Pebsworth, and we're going to play some awesome music for you. So today, we're going to hear from for, Hooray for Our Side, a brand new single from them. I've played them on the show before, but it's been quite a while ago, actually, maybe a couple of years. Grave Danger, Wes Anderson, and keep flying. So that's what you can expect on today's show. Let's go ahead and get to it. John Pebsworth from Bucko9.
0: Hello?
1: Hello, is this John? Yes, it is. Hey, John, it's Jacques L'Amour from Pop Punk and Pizza. How are you, man?
2: Hey, good. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. Doing good. Cool. Thank you so much for your time today, first of all. Of course. I, I really, yeah, no really, really appreciate that. Um, and well. I'm I'm super excited for Buck 09 right now, because it's been 12 yeah. years <laughs> since you released your last <laughs> album. I know. <laughs> and so, finally, we got a new one, uh, mm-hmm. Fundamental, Fun and what uh why now what what made it the right time for for you guys
2: well i guess 12 year we have 12 new songs so we write like a song a year so it's <laughs> fun you know <laughs> No, um you know uh it, it's like a combination of things really it, it it it's been talked about you know forever ever since you know sustain came out back then and you know it's just one of those things where you know, everybody's kind of like, um, you know, we're kind of a semi-retired band at this point, you know? So everyone has kind of different things going on in their lives and everything. And it's just really hard to coordinate all seven of us, uh, in a way where we could actually write songs together. So, um, I guess one of the first catalysts would be when Steve Bauer, our original drummer, he came back into the band, um, I think five or six years ago now And that kind of really kind of Started things up like more exciting We started playing a few more shows here and there And then um, Then we got asked to uh, record a song For uh, a Halloween Compilation album And we thought well that sounds fun You know let's we should write a, a new song for that So we figured out how to Write a song because we all live in different parts of the country And stuff now Right. So um, it's really hard to get all of us In, in the same room Um, so we figured out a way to write songs or at least write that particular song for the Halloween compilation, like via the internet, Mm. you know, and, and emailing and texting each other and calling each other and sending files. And everybody has their own little recording studio set up in their houses. So, um, when we did that and it came out like really good, we were really happy with it. And, uh, the, the label that put out that Halloween compilation asked us if we wanted to do a full, full length album. So we thought shit well we probably <laughs> could now that we figured out how to do this yeah you know, without having to be in the same room so that's kind of how it happened it's a combination of you know the old drummer coming back and uh, the the label and the Halloween compilation that's really what the catalyst for it. then we just once we figured out the formula on how to do it we just just started writing songs like crazy
1: Coming up. You
2: know, I guess the most challenging thing was just was just the most challenging part of any songwriting process is just coming up with the best songs, the best lyrics, the best melodies, the best, you know, uh, recording sounds, all that kind of stuff, you know.
1: As my interview with John Pebsworth from Buck09 continues on Pop Punk and Pizza.
0: Hey, Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast listeners, this is Evan from Hooray for Our Side. We're a ska punk band based out of Orange County in Long Beach, in California, and we are releasing our third record. It's called Everybody Love Everybody, and it's out on May 10th. It's going to be on our band camp site at hooraymusic.com. That's H O O R A Y music.com, uh, as well as iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Amazon, Atari 2600, you know, wherever music streams. Uh, so if you're in uh, Southern California, we are are holding an album release show at the house of blues in anaheim on that same night may 10th and we'd love to have you come on out so a huge shout out to jacques for having us on the show and without any further ado here's the first track off our new record it's called this future enjoy
1: So what was the, I mean, that, that's got to be, that was probably what the first time that you guys were writing that way, um, yeah. being, bring, being spread across like that. And what was, what was the, uh, the most difficult part about that? What was the process like for you? Because for me, I would have a hard time with that, <laughs> you know?
2: Yeah, it, it, it was challenging, you know, but it got to be really fun. Um, cause we would kind of like spend, you know, the evenings, like together, we have this like group text message, all seven of us are on. Mm-hmm. And so, and we've been doing that for years.
1: Yeah. I think that's, that that's things. just a band thing to do, right? All it bands is. have a yeah. group text. <laughs>
2: <laughs> totally. Totally. It's funny. Cause like most of the time we're not together, but when, even when we are all together, like playing a show or something like that, people are still texting on the text. And I'm like, dude, we're all here in the same the same fucking band. Like, what? <laughs> why are Why are you guys still sending jokes and memes and you know whatever? Oh, it's really funny.
1: That, that's good. Cool.
2: Um, so the text message thing I think was really helpful because we could say, hey, you know, when is that? When are you going to be done with the baseline? Because I want to get the baseline, you know, thrown in there this you know this afternoon or tonight, so we can start working on a on this vocal part or whatever, you know. Um, so I don't know. But, uh, you know, I guess the most challenging thing was just was just the most challenging part of any songwriting process is just coming up with the best songs, the best lyrics, the best melodies, the best, you know, uh recording sounds, all that kind of stuff, you know.
1: So you obviously, yeah, you're just hashing all of this out several uh several takes at a time on, on one particular song. Or yeah, all I the mean, songs, obviously. We, honestly, a, probably. we all
2: the songs. What we did was we kind of started with a template, um, you know, which would always be the same way we'd always write, which is Jonas usually comes up with some kind of a musical part, um, and then kind of sends it around, and then we kind of stretch that out, and everybody kind of adds their little parts, and we kind of come up with a demo, and then that demo is the is the kind of the kind of the structure that we that we go off of. Then we we fly um, Steve, the drummer, into San Diego, and he recorded the whole. All fourteen songs um at a proper recording studio
1: okay san Diego, okay,
2: then everybody, and then I went down to san diego did did the vocals in the studio and and that you know, so we all kind of the, the scratch parts were always there, you know
1: mm-hmm. and then we
2: we started inserting the the real parts, you know. Bit by bit, yeah, kind of similar to a, a real recording process, really.
1: It, yeah, I was going to say so, it's pretty, pretty similar, except for mm-hmm. the part of everyone being completely the, different the places. Yeah. yeah, the songwriting part, but the recording. Part, once
2: the songs are written, then the recording process is fairly easy. Yeah, you know? um, mm-hmm. but it's the it's the writing part that's that's the ch- most challenging. But. You know, in the same breath, and you know, when I think about it, like writing lyrics for me has always been like, you know, a couple of beers and, you know, sitting in my boxers, you know, <laughs> three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> you know, just kind of hanging out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. I like that. You know, and kind of get a little vibe. So that was the same, you know. Uh-huh. So uh, it's just it's just never having played the songs together live in a room, you know, was the
0: odd part of it.
1: Yeah. Coming up in a few minutes I really, really try
2: to keep everybody out of my head I, I, I try, like, when I'm writing lyrics especially Like, I really try to um, focus on what I want to do And not worry about if anyone's going to like
1: it are not like it as my interview with john pebsworth of buck 09 continues on pop punk and pizza
0: what's up there avid music listeners this is john from keep flying and this song's called live together die alone it's about perseverance and looking out for yourself and the uh, close ones in your circle to make sure you all move forward in a positive way absolute massive shout out to one of my all-time favorite West Coast bands, Buck 09, on their new record. That rocks.
1: So then do you guys have you guys come together at all yet to even per, like practice these songs yet?
0: Yeah, we
2: we've played um let's see, we did uh we played like three of the songs we did a little tour last year in January of last year and we played like the the three that we had written at that point mm-hmm. live at about 10 shows I think it was and then we did another little run of shows this January. Of this year A couple months ago Where we played like Seven of them oh, So wow. we've played We've played Pretty much all of them I think for Except for two Together As a band Okay know? Some of them on stage And some of them We had a, a couple of days Of rehearsal um, Before we went out To the January Trip This year So we played all of them At that rehearsal
1: That's pretty good Honestly
2: Yeah <laughs> It was a trip like It's like Looking around You know going Whoa we're we're actually Playing this song Together, this is cool. And <laughs> you know?
1: it's, it's it true. probably takes you back to how it felt when you guys probably were f- writing your your first couple at records. It's like, oh, this is what it feels like.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really exciting. I remember playing the um the Halloween song. We played it live at one of our shows, and it was the first time we'd ever played it together as a band. We played it on stage at a show, um, and so. That, i was so nervous but excited and like yeah it felt like a new you know new pair of shoes or something you know it's just like well oh, this is cool mm-hmm. this is you know it was, it was such an adrenaline rush like i remember saying to the crowd like hey this is a brand new song and we just, boom just kicked right into it and everyone's playing it just like it was on the recording yeah it was a trip
1: you know that's awesome so, um yeah. is that the 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 probably the most the part that makes you the most nervous about writing new material is it the actual how people are going to react to it or, or what's the part that really makes you the most nervous about songwriting
2: well um i don't know i mean i really really try to keep everybody out of my head i i, I try like when i'm writing lyrics especially mm-hmm. like i really try to um focus on what i want to do and not worry about if anyone's going to like it or not like it or, you know, be offended by it or anything like that. I just, you know, uh, we definitely don't write the songs like for other people. I mean, even though that's what they're going to be eventually for, you know, but uh, initially they're for us, you know, for me, Uh, and for Jonas and everybody else that's part of the, writing process you know it's like it's for us first and foremost and then um then we you know share it with the world so coming up those uh positive you know like those posy hardcore bands Mm -hmm. were the bands that i was most inspired by lyrically you know because they always had these like they were kind of tough and everything, but they always had this, like, positive
1: message. As my interview with John Pebsworth from Buck 09 continues on Pop Punk and Pizza.
0: Hey, this is Wes Anderson, and you're about to listen to my new single, I've Got Your Back Kid, featuring Howie and Donald Spangler of Ballyhoo on the Pop Punk and Pizza podcast. We're gonna shop left, I got your back, kid. I'll ask the guy behind the register a question. He'll turn his back and we'll see it coming the candy from the shop and take up front end. We make a great team such an alliance Pick up the bass cause I can hear the fucking sirens Hey! You're so in trouble
1: some of the, the positive messages in the songs about how you just gotta kind of like pick yourself back up and, and just keep going, you know, and and, mm-hmm. wor- and work with what you got kind of thing.
2: Yeah. I love mm-hmm. that
1: message. I'm you know, all...
2: um, yeah, w- that's something that, like, I think we've always done ever since the very first album, you know, like, is, uh, even when shit sucks and, you know, you're having a tough go of things, you know, like, there's always a positive, hopeful ember of hope, you know, burning down deep down inside. So the lyrics always try to reflect, like at least some sort of maybe a solution or a way of handling it, or you know, some kind of thing like that. Like it's a little positive message. Yeah. In there.
1: Yeah, that's the that's the stuff that helps me get through my tough days.
2: <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah.
1: So thank you for that, man.
2: Yeah, no, no doubt. In fact, you know, I was talking to a buddy of mine. Just yesterday, and he's like, Hey man, you know what? I listened to the other day, I haven't heard it in years, is Gorilla Biscuits uh, Start Today album. I don't know if you're familiar with that. But um, I'm like, Yeah, totally. And I remember thinking, you know, like when I first started writing lyrics, those uh, positive, you know, like those posy hardcore bands mm-hmm. were the bands that I was most inspired by lyrically, you know, because they always had these, like, they were kind of tough and everything, but. They always had this like positive message.
0: Yeah.
1: You know,
2: same with the two tone bands and stuff too.
1: That's true. That's very true. Yeah. There was always that, that little, that little message in there. Yeah. So speaking of two tone, how, how and when did your love for ska begin? What's your, your musical journey? How did that all start?
2: It started with two tone, of course. Um, (laughs) Of course. Yeah. I was, I was in sixth grade and, uh, there was like the older kid in, in the neighborhood, you know, and he like, he was a total, like, you know, uh, he was like a mod and, you know, he was into ska and stuff, drove around on a Vespa and all of us little kids on our skateboards were like, dude, Jeff's cool. You know, check him out. And he's riding a Vespa and he's got all these patches. and <laughs> We would always look at his patches like, what are those, you know, Jeff? And he's like, these are ska bands, dudes. You guys should check this stuff out. And so we did. And that's how I got started. It was like, you know, the specials, madness, English beat, selector, all that stuff. I was just, like, so into it. So that yeah. was, like, my first, like, those are the albums that I bought, you know, like, f- for myself that weren't, like, my parents, like, hey, we're going to listen to Rush and Journey, <laughs> and that kind of shit, which I still like those bands, too. <laughs> oh, sure.
1: Yeah, sure.
2: But, but it was just those two-tone records that my mom bought for me, you know, where those were the first ones, that were like, this, this is my shit, this mm-hmm. is my music, and, you know, just listen to those records as a kid, just over and over and over. Do you remember... And eventually got into punk rock.
1: Right, I was going to say that probably... Let, what were some of the uh, the first punk bands you got into from there?
2: Let's see, punk bands, that was, again, i like an older brother of a buddy, mm-hmm. and he, he made this, like, mixtape for us, and I still... I think I still have the tape somewhere. And uh, it was, like, Dead Kennedy, Sex Pistols, GBH, uh, The Germs, Black Flag... And like Descendants and Descendants were my favorite. So yeah, those are like the first punk bands that I ever I ever heard. And then of course I kind of colored in the blanks, you know, as, as time went on went on and I discovered, you know, the other stuff, seven seconds and you know, the Dickies. <laughs> Dickies are one of my favorite D I, you know, all that stuff.
1: And it all eighties punk. Right. And it all meshes um, well into like Bucko 09 sound that definitely represents sure. <laughs> definitely represents your uh your taste there so yeah when you first heard two-tone and and you know you eventually got into punk was it right away like hey i, I want to be in a band i want to do this or were you already actually playing any instruments at that time or
2: no no i was um I was in sixth grade when the two tone thing, so that wasn't even a thought. Gotcha. And you know, my my little sister was forced to play piano, and she like hated it. You know, so I was like, <laughs> I was never interested in you know learning how to play any instruments or anything because it just seemed like it was like a bum out. You know, like l- reading music and having to do all that stuff. And so yeah, no, it didn't really it didn't really dawn on me. I think maybe though by the time I was in like somewhere in like. Eighth grade, maybe somewhere where I was like, I want to fucking be Billy Idol when I grow up. That's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, it wasn't so much playing, you know, being a musician as it was like being the front man and just, you know, giving off that attitude and, you know, giving that snarl and singing,
1: mm-hmm. you know. Oh, definitely. So definitely.
2: That was, that was it.
1: Nice. Me. Yeah. It's, there's always that one person that kind of, it's like, okay, like you said, you know, I want to be Billy Idol. You know, like, yeah. who wouldn't want to be Billy Idol? I mean, mm-hmm. the guy the guy fucking kills. <laughs>
2: yeah, he's <laughs> you know? badass. And yeah. he's still badass to this day, so I chose a good one.
1: Coming up in a few minutes, I could be imagining all of this, but in my eyes, it seems like there's been... Like a, a little bump or a little burst in in popularity for ska music again, like in the last couple mm-hmm. of years or so. Not that it ever died or anything like that. It yeah. never went away. In my, it's always been there. Um, yeah. So why do you why do you think that is? Do you see that that same thing that that I see?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I am seeing it. It's really cool, and even in the past like year,
1: it's even ramped up even more. As my interview with John Pebsworth from Buck09 continues on Pop Punk and Pizza. Hey, this is Dave from Grave Danger. Happy to be sharing a show with Buck09. Enjoy our eponymous track off our record, Let it Rip. I could be imagining all of this, but in my eyes, it seems like there's been like a, a little bump or a little burst in in popularity for ska music again, like in the last mm-hmm. couple of years or so. Not that it ever died or anything like that; it yeah. never went away. In my, it's always been there. Um, yeah. So why do you why do you think that is? Do you see that that same thing that that I see?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I am seeing it. It's really cool, and even in the past, like year it's even ramped up even more. Um I don't know. I mean, like you said, it's always been there, so it's for me, you know, I'm still listening to ska bands, punk bands, reggae, band, a lot of reggae. And so it has never really gone away from for me, but now I'm noticing more and more people kind of coming back around to it or just getting and started listening to it or whatever. And I think it's just the vibe of it, you know, it's one of those things where It the world kind of goes through this cycle musically, where it can get really depressing. Because I remember, like when the when our little generation started, like the third wave, it was like we were just coming off of like all this like hair metal and into like um, grunge, Mm, you know. Yeah, and I think it just kind of got a little little fucking too depressing there. And then you got, you know, bands like the boss tones and, you know, and us and Les and Jake and suicide machines. Like, you know, kind of like, well, this is fun, it's
1: mm-hmm. exciting. It
2: feels good. It's like, it's positive and, you know, it's not heroin induced and, and weird, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I think it's like a healing. It's like a cycle that uh-huh. kind of goes along, you know? So, and I think it'll con- consistently do that throughout our lives. You mm-hmm. know, we'll, We'll we'll see ska in its different variations go through I mean, you know, it started in the sixties and here we are. Yeah. Know, talking about it in two thousand nineteen.
1: Right. <laughs> it's it's pretty amazing. It is, yeah. Yeah. So I, I yeah, I guess I, I, I get what you're saying. That and I guess with how it's boosting back in popularity today, I guess you could go back to like the previous decade, um, when like post hardcore and emo and screamo and mm-hmm. Um, that was like really surging in popularity and, you know, that was, I mean, it still is very popular, Yeah, but, you know, I know it bummed me out as a person, (laughs) you know, so, but that's just me. Like, you know, I, I definitely love, um, some of that stuff. Some of my favorite bands are in those genres, but, Mm -hmm. um, it, uh, like you said, after a while, it's like, you know,
2: yeah you're you're kind of like oh man i've had enough yeah i need, I need to, and that you know with the ska's also like super musical it's melodic you know it's like your parents can listen to it it's like it's friendly you know to your, to your ear like listening to some of those like hard you know post hardcore bands and stuff like you were talking about emo screamo stuff it's like shit's hard to listen to for a long period of time yeah you know
1: yeah exactly like
2: with reggae i could listen i could pop on a reggae playlist, you know, and that has like 300 songs in it, and you know, not even be bothered to change the music for an entire day.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. Or maybe it's so. the the um you know the marijuana becoming such a popular <laughs> thing or becoming accepted in yeah. in the mainstream society yeah. that I never know.
2: thought of that. But you know, you're right. I mean, it very well could be part of that.
1: Not to stereotype or anything, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know. I they mean,
2: they do go hand in hand, like skateboarding and punk rock music. You know, they kind of yeah peanut butter and jelly thing going there.
1: <laughs> it really is when you when you yeah. <laughs> you think about it. You can't <laughs> yeah. yeah you can't uh, you can't deny that. So
2: yeah, that's
1: cool. Awesome. Well, I'm excited about uh, uh, fundamental for you guys. It's a great album. Cool. Um, I listened to it front to back a couple times. And I think, I know um, Tough Rude Boy is going to be the latest single. Um, yes. And I I love that song. I love the riff in that, the guitar riff. It's so yeah. good.
2: Yeah. I remember um, that riff. That was one of my favorite ones. Jonas came over to my house. He lives in San Diego still, and he and I live in L.A. And he came up to visit one weekend, and he was playing acoustic guitar in my living room he started playing that riff and i'm like dude what is that he's like i don't know i just wrote it recently he's like what do you think and i was like i fucking love that dude we gotta (laughs) make a song out of that yeah so yeah it's really good
1: i'm glad that worked out glad he wasn't like no that's for this other thing i'm doing
2: (laughs) right (laughs) well it's funny because the original version of the riff was a little bluesier you know Mm -hmm. it's a little different um but he you know he's such a good guitar player he could, you know, he he has a way of manipulating things, you know, and molding them in a way that sounds like Buck 9,
0: You know,
1: yeah. I mean,
2: it's it's really his signature because he's a he's you know he's a blues guitar player. Mm-hmm. So
1: honestly, I feel like a person could sit down, listen to this album, and think it was from it was Buck 9 from the '90s. Like it. It oh, just, really? Yeah. I, I feel like you wouldn't yeah. know that it was recorded in 2019. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I don't think you'd have any idea because it you fully capture the Bucko 9 spirit.
2: Cool. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, even though, like I said earlier, we're semi-retired, but that's not because we're not interested in it or we don't have the, the spirit for it anymore. It's just that, you know, life has its ways. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah. but, you know, I mean... Our intensity and love for it remains the same. Sorry, I'm like walking up and downstairs.
1: Right oh no, no, no! <laughs> you're all, you're all good, man. You're all good. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't want to take up all your time. So just before um, while we wrap it up, I know you guys have um, you do have some shows coming up this year, including one in my yeah. area. I'm uh, in the Chicagoland area, so oh, cool.
2: I'm super okay.
1: excited for 350 Fest this year. Yeah. It's an amazing yeah, it's lineup.
2: Awesome.
1: Yeah, um, I know. Including you guys. Really cool. And I, oh, was, cool. I was I was reading you guys haven't been in Chicago in forever.
2: No, we haven't been to Chicago since like probably like 2001 or oh something like gosh.
1: that. Oh my gosh. That is insane.
2: <laughs> yeah, cuz it's you know it's hard from from where we live, you know, we can really only get away for a short short burst of time. And Chicago is just unfortunately it's just too far, yeah. And you know it's expensive to tour.
1: Oh God, yes. And
2: so you know we, it's not that we don't want to be out mm-hmm. there. It's just that like we can't afford it. So yeah. you know, but in this case they they helped us with that in, in a way where we're like, oh man, great, let's do it. Yeah, you know
1: exactly. So, so I'm I'm glad that worked out. So that's August 23rd. Yeah, that's August 23rd in uh, Tinley Park. And then mm-hmm. the day before I see you guys are actually in Colorado, um you're in Denver,
2: yeah, I think it's two days before in Denver, and then Omaha in between,
1: oh okay, gotcha. I didn't Something see like the that, Omaha date, okay,
2: yeah, yeah, we haven't I don't think we've posted that yet,
1: okay, gotcha,
2: but yeah, so it's like Denver, so we're gonna, we'll fly into Denver and then we'll draw, and then we'll play Denver and then we'll play we'll drive up to Omaha and then drive to Chicago.
1: oh, that's and perfect,.
2: From there, yeah, that's Great. nice.
1: Nice little three day run.
2: Yeah, it's perfect.
1: And then, of course, before that, you have the um, the actual album release in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, yes,
2: that'll be that's gonna be really fun.
1: Yeah, I wish I could come out for that.
2: <laughs> yeah, me too, dude. You should. <laughs> I miss.
1: I have family in San Diego, actually. Oh, you do? Cool. And I haven't been out to San Diego in in ages. Um, probably about ten years. Um, wow. I miss it. It's yeah so nice out there, um
2: yeah San diego's great unfortunately i had to I had to move, but i've I've flirted with the idea of moving back many times over the mm-hmm. years, but just it's just hard- you know it's a tough it's a tough transfer to get back there, you know? yeah,
1: that's kind of what I've heard from when yeah. you, you know going to l a and then trying to come back out of l a it's it's hard,
2: yeah, it is, but you know maybe someday. Oh, I hope Maybe so. I'll <laughs> win the lottery or something. I can go back and live that, down
1: there. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. We all need to win the lottery. Um yeah. So that's May 11th for the yeah. album release show. And then mm. are there any other dates that you guys have coming up?
2: Um, yeah. Actually, in between the um, album release show and the, like, the Denver-Chicago thing, we're going to Japan for three shows.
1: Oh, that's right.
2: Yeah. So, uh so there's that, which is really, really cool. Um, never thought we'd ever be able to play over there again. This will be our fourth tour of Japan, Wow! which is, like, crazy to think.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but, you know, I ne- one, the last time we were there, I thought, oh, man, this is probably it. We'll probably never be able to come back here again.
1: Was it just not but, profitable sure or, or was it just? No, I mean,
2: it, I just, well, it was that at the time that we had done that was when we were just kind of falling off the like full-time touring schedule. And we, we knew that we were in the, the downsizing of uh, the tour schedule Gotcha. mode. And I, and I kind of remember thinking, well, it's a, it's a pretty big production to go over there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's flights and there's ground transportation and hotel, you know, all that stuff. But you're also dealing with, you know, like, um, a language barrier that's like, very, very different from other places in the world, you know, like, say, for example, like Mexico, where most people can, you can kind of get through a conversation,
1: Yeah, you know? like, yeah.
2: You know? And, um, but with, with Japanese, it's just not even one word, none of the words come anywhere near (laughs) no (laughs) you know like so it's just complete you have to have a translator with you at all times or you know because if you get lost you're fucked Mm -hmm. you can't read any signs you have no idea what's going on out there it's pretty it's madness out there it's just like crazy so anyways it's just a lot of a lot goes into planning something like that so i never thought it would happen again but we had this company um it's a festival out there and they basically put together all the pieces for us. And all we have to do is show up at the airport. Wow. So.
1: Well, so, uh, you can't turn like, that okay. down.
2: No. Great.
1: Well, I'm excited for so you guys. Because yeah. from what, from the people I've talked to, Japan is like a honeypot <clears throat> for uh, yeah. for most American bands. So yeah, so that'll be great.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait.
1: Oh, good for you guys. Um, yeah, cool. So you got yeah, you've got the Japan tour, you've got some select dates here in the US and I guess we'll mm-hmm. be on the lookout for more. Um is uh is there anything else you'd like to dish out um about the new album or any anything else happening before you go? um
2: no I think that's that's kinda it. Yeah, you know, I mean you you covered it all.
1: All right, man. Well, John, thank you so much again for your time. And you got it. And uh we'll hopefully talk again soon and maybe I'll see you guys out at uh <clears throat> three fifty fest. I'm I'm gonna be there for yeah. sure. I'm just not sure okay. if if it'll be all three days or not right. <laughs> yet. So
2: okay. Yeah. But no worries, man. Well if, if 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 you're there on our day, come say hi.
1: Yeah. Sure. No, I definitely will. I, I plan on it. Special thanks again to John Pebsworth of Buck 9 for being on today's episode of Pop Punk and Pizza. It really was honestly a pleasure and an honor to talk to John from such a legendary band from a legendary time and still legendary to this day. That's a lot of legendary. (laughs) Anyway, make sure you check out Fundamental. It is out everywhere. You can find out more info at buck09.com. You can get show links, where the album's available, all that fun stuff, links to all their social media sites, buck09.com. Hit it up buy their music, support them. They deserve it. They work hard. Speaking of hardworking bands, make sure you check out the bands that we played on the podcast today. Once again, Hooray for Our Side, Grave Danger, Wes Anderson, Keep Flying. Thank you so much, guys, for sending in those submissions. I love your music. So show them some love as well. So I'm going to say ciao, adios for now. I am Jacques Lamour, your host for Pop Punkin' Pizza. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Your support, seriously, it really means the world to me. I'm still going through some rough times in my life right now, and the fact that you tuned into this podcast and maybe you reached out to me on social media or you gave us a nice review on iTunes or Google Play or wherever it is you listen to this podcast it means the world to me. So make sure you do that. Please drop us a, a, a nice rating on iTunes or Google Play or Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to this podcast. Every little review, every little rating helps. And make sure you reach out to us on social media. We can keep you connected there. So, um... Facebook, my, speaking of social media, there goes my phone. Um, our social media accounts are Pop Punk Pizza Pod for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, my personal Twitter is On Air with JL. And then Bangerang Radio, both Facebook and Twitter, at Bangerang Radio. And if you're in a band, you want your music played on the show, or maybe you're a publicist, or a manager, or whoever you are, and uh, you're interested in in working with us and maybe being a special guest, you can submit your inquiry to me via email, please, is what I prefer. Bangerangradio at gmail.com. Send me links to your music, EPKs, music videos, all that stuff, just as much information about your band as possible to bangerangradio at gmail.com, and uh, I will reach out to you. It might take me a while, especially considering we're only doing one episode per month at this moment. Yes, there's bonus episodes here and there, like this one with John, but mostly we're staying on a one month, one episode per month basis. So yeah, hit me up, and hopefully we can work something out. Speaking of, this month's episode that was planned in advance is going to be dropping next week on Tuesday, April 30th. Make sure that you check it out. It's going to be Josh Burke of the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. He's the lead guitarist. And I've talked about this on the podcast before. There was once upon a time about six years ago, 2013, I think that's six years ago, I got to actually be a part of a tour tour that Red Jumpsuit Apparatus was headlining. the. I, I worked for a band on this tour from Chicago. They were called the Action Blast. They're no longer together, unfortunately. But I went out on the road with them for six weeks. One tour was with uh, Trapped. The other tour was with Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. These tours were back-to-back. And so I got to spend three weeks on the road with red jumpsuit apparatus and it was an amazing experience and I got to become a little friendly with some of them a little bit. Um <laughs> and so whenever they come to Chicago, I try to go and see them. But since, you know, the last couple of years I I had a son and, and life has just been a little nuts. I actually haven't been able to see them in about two or three years. So I finally got to do so a week or two ago in Joliet, Illinois when they played the forge and I got to talk to Josh Burke, the lead guitarist. So that's going to be our episode, uh, for the next pop Punk and pizza podcast. So thank you so much. Once again, I hope whatever it is that you're going through right now, that things get better for you. Just remember, keep on a trucking, keep those thoughts positive because what we think we become, and I know things are going to get better. Send lots of love and positive vibes your way. Talk soon. Hey, hello, it's nice to
0: meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza.